church is so big, I don't know where to stand. <laughs> but anyhow, it's good to be here. I was here back in 1984 to 1996, and this was a good parish then. We didn't have a fancy place like this. We had J.F. Burns Elementary School for our church. It was a good parish, and it still is a good parish. Now, I just want to take a moment just to say thank you. Thank you for taking ownership of this parish. It's a good foundation, and you grew upon that foundation. Now you are the foundation. So thank you for doing that. You're good. You've got a good reputation around the diocese, too. Besides flooding once in a while, you've got another good reputation. <laughs> Anyhow, we come together, and our Lord talks. He says, you know, Bob, get off the planet, you know, get off the stage here a little bit. And I want to talk to my folks. And he talks to us through the scriptures. And there are very, very, a lot of things in there. If you pick up something that I don't tell, talk about today, that's what our Lord wants you to hear. He talks to us through the scriptures, through many other ways too. But if you pick up something, take that home. Let that germinate a little bit and see what it says to you. I'm just going to tell you two things it says to me and maybe it'll help you. If not, just don't pay any attention. <laughs> Most people don't anyway. Okay. In the first one, first reading, Isaiah, the Old Testament prophet. God says in there, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. I think we know that already. But God, God does the unexpected at times. And sometimes we like what he does, and sometimes we don't like what he does. Because his ways are not always the way we would plan that. We plan something really nice, and daggone it, it gets changed. Some kid gets sick, or something happens, it gets changed, or I get sick, or something. And so it changes. So he says, my ways are not your ways, your ways are not my ways. So we've got to tune in God's ways. And in the gospel story, it tells us um, we don't like that gospel very much. It's, it's unfair. You know, I told a business guy, he was, he was just totally upset about that gospel. That is not just, that is not fair. So, but um, what it is, it's God's justice. And God's justice is one of compassion. God's justice is one of generosity. God's justice is one of mercy. His justice is different than ours. He's a just God. And he's going to pay you for what you do or not do. But he's just got a, a, a way of a generous heart, I guess you might say. That's who our God is. On Mondays, uh, each Monday, we get together, about five guys, we get together to talk about getting ready for a homily. And so we break open the scriptures, we say. So what we do, we meet about quarter till four at somebody's house, wherever the priest lives. And, um, and so we... Read, read the scriptures, and then we um, get some ideas. Some guys got real deep ideas, some guys are storytellers, and all that stuff. And um, of course, after that's over, we have a, a drink or so, then we have supper. The host cooks the food. So if you don't want to come for the homily prep, at least come for the dinner. But anyway, so uh, anyhow, we do that on Mondays. This past Monday, one of the guys said, this is my idea of how God's justice works. And he said, a lot of people are standing outside the gates of heaven. Thousands of people are out there. They died. They're up there and kind of anxiously waiting whether they're going to get in heaven or not. And so St. Peter comes out, and he surveys the group. He surveys the whole crowd there. And he looks around, and he says, everyone gets in. <laughs> everyone gets in. Now, he says the folks who uh, don't like that because they work so hard, they aren't going to get in. <laughs> so it's interesting. So I don't, I'm not, that's not the God's parable. This is just that priest's parable. So it's kind of clever. 
put some on your, on your peewee brain for a little bit. Think about that, maybe. Okay. Take that for what it's worth. The second reading is this, that um, St. Paul got many words to say, but today what he basically says is this, whatever God wants me to do, I'll do. And that's a good attitude toward life. St. Paul says he wants to be alive and work, fine. He wants to be a die and go to heaven, that's fine too. My preference is to die and go to heaven, that's what he said. But whatever God wants, that's what I want. So I think that's the great approach to life. Make your plans, work hard, study hard, do whatever you got to do. But whatever God wants, that's what I want. So that's St. Paul's way of looking at it. The second reflection today. That's back to that gospel, which we don't like anyway. Um, besides showing God's generosity in that gospel, that's the purpose of that, by the way, um, there's a subtle warning for you and me. And that is, don't compare yourselves to other people. And we do that a lot. Look at that dress she's got on. For crying out loud, he wouldn't go out to the garbage with that dress on. You know, we, we compare, look at that guy so athletic and I'm just such a slob. You know, we, we compare, that guy makes so much more money. Look at the car he's got. Oh, man. Well, no. And we compare ourselves to others. So when you do that, as you know by now, you're always sad. You're always coming up short. You could be a millionaire driving a Rolls Royce. You're going to see somebody else that has two million bucks and driving a, a bigger car, somehow another Ferrari or something, and you're going to be jealous. You're going to, so don't compare yourself to other people. My um, this sermon prep crowd again is one old guy. Well, I guess we're all kind of old, really. But um, <laughs> he, his, this is his way of helping people understand the, the gospel today. Workers in a vineyard type thing. He said, here's what I'm going to say, or I, maybe we could say. He said, There's four houses on the street, and the uh, first house worth, on the corner is worth $400,000. The second one's worth $300,000. The third is worth $200,000. The fourth house is worth $1,000. A developer comes along. He talks to the guy at the corner lot. And he says, I'll tell you what. I'd like to have your lot. I'll give you $500,000 for that house as it is. Whoa, the guy's one happy camper. He said, oh, yeah, hey, oh, whoa, whoa, that's great, that's wonderful. He's so elated by that. He's wonderful, you know, it's an old house anyway, you know. He's happy until he finds out. The developer went to the guy next to him and offered him $500,000 for his house. He went to the next guy, offered him $500,000, and the fourth guy, he offered him $500,000 also. Now the guy with a first offer, he's not so happy anymore, because everybody else got as much as he got. And that's the way we are. It's goofy, but that's where we are. We're not satisfied with who we are or what we have. And um, so I think one of the big things our Lord said, don't compare yourself to other people. When God made us, he made us unique, intentionally so. He made you different than me. Thank God for that, you know. But he makes us different because he wants us to be who we are, not who somebody else is. I was just reading this morning, I actually prepare homilies once in a while, believe it or not, but uh, I was reading this morning, Joan Chittister has a little book, a little meditations each day, and his, his, it's not necessarily on the gospel, maybe it doesn't even fit anything, but it's, I like it, so I'll pass it on to you. The greatest mistake of life is to focus on what we can't do 
rather than what we can do. To spend our lives wanting to be what we do not have the talent to be means that we're ignoring what we are really here to do. I don't know if that flies at all, but that's just the idea. God made you who you are. He loves you the way you are. Love yourself and use the talents you have. That's all God he wants of us. That's all you should want of yourself, really. Improve yourself, sure. Work hard, sure. Study hard, yeah. But just happy with who you are. There's only one of you. Only one of you in the whole world. Only one of you ever will be like you in this whole blooming world. So God thinks a lot of you, just like you are. So, be ready for whatever God sends your way. He loves you, and he'll walk with you through whatever he sends. And secondly, don't compare yourselves with somebody else. God made you just like he wants you to be.